Listeners, we need to talk about the holidays and divorce. It's a stressful time for families, especially when alcohol is involved, and our friends at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink has teamed up with divorce and family law experts to bring you information you didn't know that can provide peace of mind during the holidays. For those of you who still haven't heard about Soberlink, it is the solution for you if you are going through a divorce and custody case involving alcohol. Whether you are falsely accused of alcohol use or are concerned about your child's safety because of your other parent's alcohol use, Soberlink can help. Soberlink works hard to keep children safe, offering a remote alcohol monitoring system that is the gold standard because of its technology. Don't miss out on Soberlink's free guide for the upcoming holiday season. Request it today at www.soberlink.com backslash Susan. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Part of self-care is knowing who you are and how you operate, and then giving yourself space to do it. That is the hardest part for so many people, just that, like, this is what I need right now. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I have a special treat for you. You know I am always talking about self-care, but today we're doing a deep dive into self-care because although I've given it some glancing comments throughout the hundred and some odd episodes we've done, my guest today, when we spoke, she started talking about self-care on a grand scale And I said, that's it. That's the episode people need to hear. It's the episode I need to hear. So please welcome Holly Hughes. Holly is joining me today. Um, So first off, as I always say to everybody, but I, I truly appreciate you taking the time to help me and my listeners today, Holly. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be here. I loved your stuff on Instagram myself. And then we knew so many people in common. I was like, ah, this is meant to be. It is meant to be, and I wanted to say Claire Samuels um, is our mutual friend. Claire was a guest on Divorce and Beyond. It's never too late to mediate, um, and actually just one of the most delightful human beings I know in the world out there. I know that you are a part of her curated community, and we talked about that in Claire's episode, so I encourage everybody to go listen to that episode. But Holly, one of the things I find most fascinating about you is that you're an intuitive. I love that. I have to tell you that to me. (laughs) In fact, your handle on um, Instagram is Holly's Holly underscore Hughes underscore intuitive. And that caught my attention. I love that you have it right in your handle. Tell me what that means. I want to really sort of dive into the intuitive side of this. 
Yeah. Like for me, it really means that when I focus on someone that I can see, hear, and feel what's going on with them emotionally. And so it's like a spontaneous and instant knowing, right? I like to explain it also in a way that everyone can understand. You ever walk into a room after someone's had a fight? Oh, yeah. You can feel that energy in the air. I feel that all the time between people about love, relationships, their emotional state, past trauma, what they're really happy about. I have amazing boundaries so I can still go out and be like the slightly snarky person that I like to be when I'm not helping people, right? Because we're here to be human, but I have this gift and I just really love helping people get back to who they want to be because we've been trained our whole life to be a certain way. Right. We've been hammered into you should look this way, and this is what beauty is, and this is what success looks like, and this is this, and this is that. But I know plenty of people who have it all on paper or they have it all on Instagram, but they're hurting. And so you don't get to enjoy it all, whatever that all is. And, And I just have to say, they have it all on Instagram. Does anything sum up the world that we live in right now more than that phrase? Because we do live in this, this fake world of perception being just what is posted on Instagram. And as someone who spends a lot of time there, you know, posting, I can tell you folks, the stuff you're seeing there is only what people want you to see and what is created to be seen, not really the reality of what is happening for people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm doing too. Like some mornings I'm like, Ooh, those bags are bigger, Holly. Let's put that filter on just to cover it. Again, my whole mantra is real, not perfect. There'll be plenty of days where I don't have filters because I want you to receive the message that I want to share and whatever that is and to meet you where you're at. And it's okay not to have it all together. And that's why we're talking about self-care. Like what got you to the place that you're so exhausted? Why do you believe that you don't deserve the time to take care of yourself? Why is everyone else more important than you? Because if they're depending on you, I'm going to tell you they need you. Yeah, This is that, you know, put on your oxygen mask before you help anyone else. And, you know, I told you, I mentioned to you just before we started taping, a friend of mine sent me a text at 4.30 this morning saying, you know, I didn't sleep a wink last night. She has a child who's a little bit in crisis or a lot of bit in crisis at the moment. Another one who has a, a special day happening today. And so her comment in the text was, well, I'm just going to pull up my mom pants and go, you know, go do it. And I said, you know, have a wonderful day, but don't forget to take care of you today, because if you don't take care of you, everybody else is going to fail. It's just, you can't take care of everyone else if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. I have a crisis mode. Like I've been through some major crazy things in my life. Like I've lost my home to a fire and an earthquake, right? Like that's pretty big. Yeah. And whenever a crisis is happening, you want me. I have this mode where I actually don't feel anything. All of my emotions, all that overwhelm is gone. All my empathic abilities are gone. And I'm like, what do I need to do? I'm going to take care of it. I could do And then two weeks later, I cry for a week. Yeah. And if you know me and you love me, you know, that's going to happen. And, and although sometimes I wish that pattern wasn't like that, that is my pattern. And part of self-care is knowing who you are and how you operate, and then giving yourself space to do it. 
That is the hardest part for so many people. Just that, like, this is what I need right now. I like to tell the story too. like part of my self-care. I believe self-care is about more than just the awesome massage or, you know, getting to do your nails. I think that's wonderful. If that's how you get time away, but I bet you at dollars to donuts, you're scrolling. So for me, self-care is what makes you lose time. And it means you're not on your phone. So for me, it's dancing. And my dance class pre-COVID was every Thursday night. And I would gr- drive there cranky as an MF. I was like, oh my God, it's Thursday night. I'm so tired. I'm sitting in 45 minutes of traffic. This is terrible. But the minute I walked into class um, and I heard the drums, I was taking African dance class with an amazing group of people. And I heard dun 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 And then I'm not in charge. No one cares how good I am. I have a community of amazing people and I am joyful. And then when I come home, I'm happy and recharged. And so when I miss dance class, my family is like, you need to go. It's Thursday night, right? So then they support you. I I want people to know that when you create a pattern of self-care, those who love you, who will see the benefit for you and them will encourage it. Because they know you're better on the other side, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. A lot easier to deal with in some ways. And I think you know, I want to I want to jump back to something that you said there because I think it's a key point for listeners. First, self care looks different for everyone, and self care. What I heard you saying is self care starts with being aware of your own needs is, is like looking within, because I think it's really significant that, you know, you have this capacity to go into crisis mode, but then, you know, a week or two later, extreme self-care is going to be required. Right. And, And people know that about you. So some people, you know, may, may think anytime something feels different, difficult, it calls for immediate self-care. And that may not be it. It may be recognizing that you're about, you know, you're going through something in the moment. You're going to buckle down. You're going to do what my friend's doing, pulling up those mom pants or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but know that eventually the crash is going to come, be prepared for it and know what to do about it. Yeah. Big girl panties. I mean, those could be sexy. Let's just, (laughs) I think being able to handle things, your life, your family, your children, everyone's needs. Let's, let's call that sexy. Let's rename that right now. Big girl panties, sexy Spanx, not, but girl, big girl panties completely Spanx just hurt. I don't know why we all do that. Right. I digress. So I think what I tried to help people with when they first meet me, honestly, is name how they feel. Right. Because sometimes it depending, especially if you're like in a divorce mentality, you might have been lonely in your marriage. You've might have had to numb out. You might have had to ignore everything that made you happy for so long just to get by. So then you might have forgotten how you feel, what makes you happy, or that you can even enjoy moments of peace. Right. Because that going through a difficult relationship, whatever ended it, right? Bad communication. What words didn't you use? What things didn't you say? Cause you were afraid of the reaction. All of those feelings are, are in turmoil inside of you. And you have to decide which one can I take on first? And then how am I going to address how I feel for that? I love telling people like, there's all these people who talk about inner child work, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes if someone is so, 
in so much pain and numbness, I was like, what did you love to do as a kid? Right. When I'm in a particularly particular mood, kind of sad, I might put braids or pigtails in my hair. Now, of course, I won't go to the office like that, right? Yeah. But but if it's a weekend or you're doing something, because I can't take the world seriously in pigtails because I have a memory of them swinging because I had really long hair as a kid. And that makes me happy. I put a crooked part in and there. And so self-care can be that simple. It doesn't have to be expensive, but bringing a moment of joy back might just also help you define what's hurting, what's actually hurting and what actually needs healing. That's significant as well, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking about so many people that I talk to, you know, obviously I'm talking to them in a moment of time where they are going through the end of a relationship or divorce. And I would say most people say they come in and they're feeling either numb Mm -hmm. or devastated. You know, those are the two. And you said numb in what you were just talking about there. And I'm wondering about numbness. Is that something that we do as sort of a protective shell that we just eradicate our emotional content around things? Absolutely. I'm not a licensed therapist, everyone. It's disassociation on some level though, right? Like how am I going to get through what I need to do? Right. And if I numb out, then I can move, go through the motions. I think that's even harder sometimes to reach someone who's numb because when I mention a feeling, they're afraid to feel it, but I promise you, whatever you're going to feel, you can survive it. Right. It could be a bad day or two or three, like, or it could be an hour. And then you get through the other side of it and you're like, oh, look what I did. I can do this. I can feel it and it doesn't devastate me. I also want to tell people that your children can see you having feelings. I think part of like the big powder keg we're all sitting on is that we have to be pretty and everything has to look good and I can't be weak. Well, why the heck not? Like when I'm having a bad day, I let my child know, hey, I'm in one of those moods today where I'm better left alone. I'm weepy. You did nothing wrong. It is not your job to fix it. And I'll feel better in a little while. But right now, I just really need some quiet time. Or I need to go walk in the woods. Or I need to take the pillow over my head and smash the sofa. I mean, like that, those are three things I actually like to do when I'm feeling something and I need to sort it out. And for people who are numb and devastated, the pillow smashing thing is really top notch because um, it's physical. Yeah. And it's a release because you're doing something you probably don't normally do. And sometimes you have to get shook up a little bit to like crack the shell that's holding everything in. Yeah. It's making me think of uh, my friend, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor. So what she likes to do when she gets into a difficult emotional places, put on really loud, heavy metal music and punch things, punch like inanimate objects, everybody. She's not like, you know, boxing. So, and I, mine is, you were talking about African dance and, Mm -hmm. you know, moving your body. Mine is going to a soul cycle class and being in the dark with a bunch of people and loud music and moving my body in, you know, in time to the music and, and not having my phone. I think that's another aspect of this that I had never thought of until you said that, that part of self-care might be throwing this into a drawer for a while. Right. 
Yeah. One of my simple tips is, and people fight me on this, but that's okay. I don't want you to plug your phone in, in your bedroom at night. I want you to go buy a cheap alarm clock. I mean, they still exist in the world. Do a little analog if you must. There's all fancy ones. You can have night sky, but plug your phone in somewhere at night, plug it in out of your sight by 10 o'clock. I dare you to try it. And see how much happier and how much better your sleep is. And when my child goes to school, I do my best. I don't always succeed in not even opening social media until they've gone to school. That's a good hour something in the morning without checking in on what doesn't really matter. That all can wait. That all can wait. And then see how much less anxiety you have and see how much less you're judging yourself against other people. And instead of filling that time with, look, uh, so-and-so is doing so great, um, I don't feel so good, you give yourself a compliment. I got up today and I'm doing what I need to do. It, that might start there. That might just be a big curl panty day. Or it could be like, yeah, I'm a good person. I like myself. I like my eyebrows. I have a good manicure. Like I don't care where you start, but start with start your day with some kindness for yourself. We don't do a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. We're especially hard on ourselves. Um, And I think that that gets worse, unfortunately, when we are depleted, Mm -hmm. when we are feeling, because I think there's something about feeling depleted that then makes us feel inadequate to the moment, you know, so it's just that self-perpetuating cycle, unfortunately. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, certified divorce and co-parenting specialist, and I founded the moving on method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Hello, listeners. So I'm here with a blatant ask and a chance for us all to do some good. We are so excited because the show is growing every week and we're thrilled to be reaching more and more people who need help as they journey through their divorce and beyond. We know one of the best ways for people to continue to find the show is through your recommendations and reviews. So if you would, we would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and tell us in a review why you love the show. For all the reviews left on Apple Podcasts in August and September 2022, we will be making a donation to Rainbows for All Children, which is an amazing charity that supports children experiencing grief of all kinds through 
facilitated peer groups within their communities. You can get more information about rainbows at rainbows.org. And thank you so much. Stay tuned for more from intuitive healer, Holly Hughes, who shares her tips for taking your self-care to the next level when facing divorce or any significant struggle. Self-care is about more than just the awesome massage or, you know, getting to do your nails. I think that's wonderful if that's how you get time away, but I bet you at dollars to donuts, you're scrolling. So for me, self-care is what makes you lose time and it means you're not on your phone. So for me, it's dancing. If you're enjoying this week's episode, be sure to check out last week's show with Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor who helps you find the grace and space to forgive, heal, and move on for a better beyond. That was the process of forgiveness and letting go of my resentment. As I always talk to your audience about those little small behaviors that end up building up to one so that when he called me and wanted to get some help, I didn't say, who do you think you are calling me? I thought, oh, this is a person in pain who's struggling. I only thought that because I had had all those mini opportunities of seeing him as a real person. And now we return to today's show. Yeah. Another thing I like to do as a self-care reminder for people is there's so go back to do something that you loved as a kid for the sake of it, not as a product. You're not creating a side hustle. You're not selling it on Etsy. You don't have to show anyone. You can just do it for the doing of it. Like at beginning of COVID, I went to Michael's. I'm not a paid spokesman. I went to Michael's (laughs) and I bought myself a crochet kit. And no one in my family thought that I could crochet this little squiddy thing that I, and I did it. It's a kind of wonky, a hundred percent, but oh my goodness, it made me giggle because at how awful I was at it, but I had fun doing it, right? So I tried something new or try something old that you loved. Like I also went and got a pair of tap shoes and did an online tap dance class in my garage. Because it made me silly because, again, I was not very good at it, but it was something I used to love. So I think everyone's just too serious about everything they do, right? We went on a family trip. I have the worst vertigo, the worst. And I we did um, zip lining. Just got to tell you, the vertigo is insane. But you know what I learned? By the end, I learned how to flip upside down and go down the line upside down. Wait. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good. My back line. hurt so bad the next day, but it was just joyful and ridiculous. And it's okay to have a little ridiculous. Yeah. Well, there's another self-care tip, right? You're making me think. So I, I love Bruno Mars. I just oh. think he looks like he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I decided I wanted to learn how to do one of his dances to one of his socks. So you're talking about, I got on YouTube and I'm standing in my living room and I live in a huge, like an apartment with, it's just all windows. And I didn't even put the blinds down. I just said, oh, the hell with it. And I, by the way, cannot dance like Bruno Mars, but I did have fun trying. Which song, which song? Oh gosh. It was the Versace on the floor. Oh yeah. A sexy song at that. You know, because he's I'm like, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Well, but those are, you know, those in that moment, I don't even know what made me think I wanted to do that. I just thought he looked like he was having a good time. So maybe it would be fun to, to, you know, learn how to do that. And I think, you know, what you're saying is self-care can be as simple as that, 
mm-hmm. in that moment. And it can be a one and done. I might never learn how to, you know, I might never do that again, <laughs> not subject my neighbors to that, but it did make me feel better in the moment. Yeah. And if you do that enough, it will become part of your life. I have some friends. My silliness is my TikTok, which is all about K-pop, K-dramas, oh. right? Like I am like, that is my self-care. I'm, I watched a show in English the other day. And at first my ear was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's not Korean. That is why I'm not recognizing the language. But for me, it's another culture, another place, another time. I love historical dramas. So for me, it's taking me completely out of this reality. And it's just super fun. And then I found other K-pop friends and then we got together and turned on YouTube and like got together and learned a few K-pop dances. Am I dancing like a 20-year-old, you know, K-pop? No. Oh my God. So much fun. And other people doing it. It's just the joy of it. I think our culture has got to a place where we don't value joy. Yeah. Well, we don't value it. And and because it's not valued as a society, I don't think we then make any time for it, as, as you're saying, right? We just trudge through and trudge is kind of the word that mm-hmm. I feel about it, especially when we're going through a different, difficult time. Opposite of what we were just saying before, where you said, you know, when there's a crisis going on, you know, you can, you can shut everything out, get into crisis mode, get through it, and then need some serious self-care. The problem that I think comes up for maybe many listeners and certainly for people as we've gone through the pandemic is that life has been one ongoing existential trauma and crisis, right? We have not stopped and you can't go through crisis mode. You cannot go through two years or if your divorce is dragging out for a year or six months or you can't stay in that constant state of crisis. So you need to create these little, I'll call them pockets of joy, even if it is just 10 minutes of flipping on a YouTube video Mm -hmm. and dancing like K-pop. I'm I'm trying to think of what is that big boy band? BTS, BTS. Them, yes, them. (laughs) NCT. I mean, like, just don't don't let me rattle them off. My my whole playlist on Spotify, my aunt, my daughter's like, stop, stop. But when got Boba and I knew the song and I realized, I didn't realize I was like saying the words and she's like, no, you shouldn't know this. Just stop. But that's also joy for me. Embarrassing. My teenager is joyful. I enjoy it. I don't think I'm doing my job if I'm not. I think also like in this ongoing trauma, especially if any of the people listening are empaths, we feel it more. And you might not always be able to tell what is your emotion and what is the world coming at you. Honestly, you know, we're recording this just after the 4th of July and we all know what happened there. And I'm feeling the after effects. My body feels heavy. I'm extra emotional. I'm a little extra sensitive. So I know I need to ground and meditate more. People are afraid of meditation. I have one I have on my YouTube channel. It's one minute. You can do it for one minute. It's super... and easy and I want it to be easy. And I'd like to offer this meditation does not need to be going oh, Like, mm-hmm. no, it can be whatever you do that you are singularly focused. So if you are a golfer and you want to go hit a bucket of balls, all you're thinking about is that ball in your swing. That's a meditation. So you can set the intention. Like when I'm done with this ball, this bucket of balls, I'm going to like let go of the grief I'm having for all of these victims today. 
And if you set that up and then do it, I, I'm telling you, you'll feel a little different. You might be even sadder, but that's okay because that means you're moving through the feeling. The most important part, you and you had mentioned this like on um, Instagram before we started. It's about how do you say no? Mm-hmm. You can't do any self-care until you say no. And if you've been in a difficult relationship, you're not used to saying that. You probably gave in to just make things go away. So reclaiming your voice is huge. And the first time you say no, you might have a lot of difficulty. You might be really worried about the blowback. And that's okay. It's okay to have those feelings and you might get blowback. And then what are you going to know about that person? They're not the person you need around you at the moment, right? right? So say no to what's not serving you, what you don't want to do. So you can say yes to all of these things that will make you feel better. Yeah. Well, things, and I know you also say that part of, you know, a deeper dive into self-care can also be saying no to certain people in -hmm. your life, right? A hundred percent. So I I like to say this, especially for people going through divorce, sometimes people's advice is their pain being put on you. Right. And, you know, also going through divorce, people, you like lose friends, they shift people, you know, quote, take sides or not, but that's okay. Like go back to that old saying, which isn't my favorite, by the way, people are in your life for a reason or a season or whatever that is. Yep. I believe in soul groups. So I believe like there's a lesson there. And when you're in the lesson, there's nothing worse than hearing that sentence. Like, I know it, I know it, I'm going to own that. But, you know, when you say no to the person who's been basically using you or stealing your energy or getting you to do their work or unloading on you without ever reciprocating, you're going to start to feel better and you'll see them through a new lens. And just like we want you to see yourself through a new lens as you're rediscovering and redefining who you are in your terms, that means saying no. I actually did a sweep of um, my Facebook profile. I'm not really on it anymore. I'm kind of like, why? Just because I met you in middle grade, we're not friends. I don't want you to have access to me. And so, like, I deleted, I think, 700 people. And I was like, if you want to follow me for stuff, social media, go to Instagram. I'm I'm most active on that, but that's about like what I do. And of course I'm getting these messages from people. Why did you do? I'm like, I I haven't talked to you since I'm 12. Like, what do you, what, what are you upset about? That's not real. Right. Rejection. It's, it's just a boundary. I don't want you to. So it's about like my book, right. Is real, not perfect. Yeah. So be real. Like if that person isn't making you feel good, it's okay to say no to them for a while. Maybe you'll come back in some time, or maybe you won't. And maybe you're just making room for better people and better things happening for you. Well, that's, and that's key. And you've said two things here that, that I want to emphasize for listeners is intention and awareness, Right. Mm -hmm. Being aware, because we do, especially when we go into that numb place or crisis mode, we tend to just hunker down and get through. And there's usually a startling lack of awareness as to what we're doing, what's happening in our world. And we just literally are trudging along. Um, And and I 
it jumps out to me when you're saying I, I grew up in a golfing family. So that concept for me, it is not at all therapeutic to go hit a bucket of balls because <laughs> I am everybody else in my family is a fabulous golfer, not me. Um, but and you need to go to top golf when it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I can swing and hit every ball. That is my idea of a good time, maybe. Uh, but what you said in that is, you know, knowing, having that intention as you go into it, that this be something that is going to help you release and, and let go and be focused on that ball and knocking that ball or that that fake ball in my case, right into the, into the trees or into uh, down the fairway. Uh, there's a, there's so much to be said for taking that moment and being aware of how you're feeling, how you're reacting to things. And then when you practice that self-care setting an intention that it be helpful to you, that this be a moment where you can move forward or make yourself feel better or sustain yourself or boost yourself. hundred percent. I mean, for every pet owner, if everyone has, a, whoever's listening and have a dog, yay, puppies, <laughs> that you can do that when you walk your dog. Again, I'm going to challenge you to not be on your phone and talking nonsense to someone, right? I'm also going to challenge you maybe a few times to have no music so that it's really you Mm, all by yourself with your dog walking down the street. And the intention while you walk is as I walk, the stress of the day is coming out the bottom of my feet and the earth is taking it away. Just start there and just see if you have that intention, like what you're thinking and feeling while you walk the dog. Are you replaying a conversation you had with someone because you're hurt? That's really good information for you to know and begin to process. So then you can either address it in a conversation or know that this is someone I need a new boundary with, or you could be like, that doesn't work for me anymore. And I'm going to forgive myself for putting up with it. I'm going to forgive myself for doing the best I could when the best I could has been hurting me. Let that one sink in because that's huge. And if you have just like one of those kinds of thoughts while you're doing your self-care, then I think you, you will experience a shift. I understand you're not going to look in a mirror and be like, I love you. Although I'll push you to do that at one point too. Yeah. But you, if these are beginning steps, is this, if you're in this process of becoming an individual, individuating from a relationship, from family dynamics, from whichever which way you're defining yourself now, you have to just really know how you feel so you can know when to say no and when to refuel. Oh God. I mean, it's just everything that you're saying for everyone who is out there and who is feeling just so depleted, it, it it's, it's the lifeline. I mean, these are the things and I, it's something I, I, I talk quite a bit and I post a lot on my Instagram about self-care because it's something that I, I think for the first Oh God, probably 30 years of my adult life, I paid no attention to. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't a part of what I was trained to do. I grew up in a family where it was, you know, learned to certain, you know, just do what you got to do and no one cares how you feel. And it was really something. Oh, and then by the way, let's throw in being a divorce attorney. I was going to say, I was like, don't forget that. It's pretty yeah, on top. Yeah. Right. Well, and being, I'm not an intuitive, but I am an empath. And so, a person will come would come into my office as a, as a divorce attorney, not usually in the best place emotionally, 
and I would, they would walk out leaving that in yep. me that I would go home and for days feel that I can't watch a sad movie because for two weeks after, if a dog dies in a movie, I'm going to cry for two weeks. Right. My husband, my husband's like, leave, leave the room. When that, when that humane society, Sarah McLaughlin ad comes on people yes. in my house dive for the remote control because they're like, Oh my God, turn yeah. it off. Susan's in the room. Anybody who's out there who's hearing this, I hope what they're hearing is that this is not an insurmountable, huge task. This can be, I I love you said, a one minute meditation, Uh, uh, get a coloring book and color a picture for a minute. Who cares if you color in the lines, Uh, get up and just, you know, put on some loud music, do Dr. Elizabeth and, and, you know, punch the couch or a pillow. Um, Take those small steps in your day to make yourself feel better and be like my friend who texted me this morning, who knew she's, she's feeling depleted and, and, you know, was going to pull up those mom pants today, but, you know, said, I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to have to have a good cry. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you about before we finish up, mm-hmm. you know, cause you mentioned it earlier, there's nothing wrong with crying and having a little bit of a breakdown. In fact, you might feel a heck of a lot better on the other side of a good cry fest. I agree. I'm all about like to feel it. You can be pissed off and cry. You can be overcome with grief, but I think pretending that it's not overwhelming you is what is going to make you ill. I believe if you don't feel your feelings, you are creating illness in your body. And it might not show up today, but it will. You might get colds. You might get something worse. So I think crying is epically good. I don't believe in wallowing, though. Mm. So there's a huge difference. You know, like you can have your pity party. I have them too. When I get notes from an editor critique partner, I'm like, dang, that hurt. I'm going to be sad and whiny for a day. And then, you know, you pick up, you get those cool big girl panties on maybe some thigh highs, and then you get to work. Because if you know what isn't working, then you can make a new choice. And that's what life is all about. All of these choices, we get to choose every day what we're going to do. Every single day. I'm sitting here, I have the Buddha quote, each morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters most. And that's, that's, I see that every morning to remind me, it doesn't matter what yesterday was. It doesn't matter what tomorrow is. Today, I get to do what I get to do. And I'm so happy today that I got to talk to you because there's several things that I'm now going to look at my crazy (laughs) Bruno Mars dancing as a form of self-care after our talk today. I might just go learn finesse and I'll send message you and then you can like stitch it back. Back. Yeah. I mean, he can do things with his legs though, that I'm sorry. He's the happiest man on. I saw him in concert once. And I have to tell you, I've never seen anyone having a better time than mm-hmm. Bruno Mars. So <laughs> if nothing else, if you need to be happy for a minute, everyone go put on a Bruno Mars video and try to dance. <laughs> so, you know, Holly, thank you so much for joining me. I see your book in the background and I don't want to let you go without, you know, tell everybody about the book, Real Not Perfect. God, if I, you know, it sounds like a book I needed to read a number of years ago. 
Yeah, it's real, not perfect. How to become your happy, authentic self. It's a step-by-step process to help you regain your voice, your passion, and your self-worth. It talks about how you define yourself in the past. Who do you want to become? And then the part that we've been talking about today is how do you protect that person with self-care and boundaries? So it sounds like it might be a good thing for people to take as they go a step further than today's episode. So absolutely, I will for sure link to it in the show notes. Tell people how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you and or find out more. Absolutely. My website and my social media is all the same. HollyHughesIntuitive.com is my website. You go to my Instagram. It is Holly underscore Hughes underscore intuitive. And there's a link right there in my bio, super easy to schedule. Well, and it's, I encourage you all because there's a lot of great stuff on the website. Please go there and check it out and definitely follow her on Instagram because there's a lot of great posts that you have. And we will be having a large number because I know there's a, a bunch of golden nuggets that you've dropped in this episode. So you expect to see yourself splattered all over social media shortly. So Holly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for helping people think about self-care on a little scale and a grand scale. I think it's really truthfully where it all starts. Real, not perfect as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.